0: Sadler put himself through college working on his dad's shrimp boats in coastal Georgia. Now, he is the managing partner of Cornerstone Mortgage Group in Atlanta, Georgia, and one of the largest mortgage brokers in the country. Stewart has identified the best value on today's rate sheet, and it's the 2-1 buy-down. Give this episode a listen to learn how buyers, buyers' agents, sellers, and sellers' agents can use this product, Renovation Radio, because we're all a work in progress. Stuart Sadler, welcome to Renovation Radio. Uh, thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Well, man, this is uh, this is quite an honor. Look forward to uh, our discussion today. We're going to we're going to talk about two one buy downs. But before we do that, let's talk about you for a second. Uh, I want to hear your origin story. How did you get in the mortgage business? Yeah, Mark, that's a
1: great story, actually. So kind of, I I won't take too long, but um, I grew up, I was born in the Outer Banks of North Carolina and grew up in Brunswick, Georgia, and my whole family were commercial fishermen. So when I was growing up, all I knew I didn't want to do was work on a shrimp boat. So kind of started my path figuring it out, and I was lucky enough to go to the University of Georgia. For dogs? Um, yeah, go dogs. My first career I was an IT consultant. I worked for uh Anderson and Accenture, the first part of my career and actually ended up in the mortgage business because my roommate from college, which is the first guy I met when I moved to Athens, he got in the mortgage business after we graduated and um As I was trying to figure out my next career path after Accenture, him and I uh, got together and he loved the mortgage business, but wanted to own something on his own. So him and I put our heads together and we opened Cornerstone Mortgage Group out of his basement in June of 06.
0: Well, that is that is awesome. Quick, quick question. Uh, So I'm assuming you have worked on a shrimp boat before. Oh, yes, sir. That's how I put myself through college.
1: I missed the first um, the first two falls at Georgia because I was on my dad's boat.
0: Holy cow, holy cow! Well, we'll have to, maybe we'll cover that on, on a different day, different different topic. That is, uh, I never knew that. That's, that's that's amazing. And again, I know we're here to talk about two one buy downs, but one more quick question. I know that you um, you've got a strong discipline for uh, sales and process and 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 whatnot in terms of your how you approach the marketplace. And I know in the past you've actually you you've you've used uh, sales coaches and as i understand it you're now also a sales coach coach with the uh, with the core group can you tell us a little bit about the core group I will, Mark. So um, we had ran the company
1: uh, the first 10 years we had done really well. And a quick thing there, just for anyone listening. So I started the company in 06 and we went through 08, 09, 2010, when there was a big market correction and it was crazy. And we grew every year during that market when other people were going out of business. So anyone listening to this and still in the business, it's just time to do the basics really well. And then you're going to come out on top as we wait for the, the market market to correct itself. So I think it's all about doing the right activities consistently, regardless of the outcome right now. And that's kind of where the core fits in for me. After about 10 years in the business, I started looking for a coach because I was of the mindset that someone had already done this before, and I was tired of trying to recreate everything on my own. So I wanted to find someone that I could just learn from their systems and copy from them and not have to recreate everything. And I started interviewing a lot of different coaching programs and there's some great ones out there. But what I found is most of the coaching programs I found, everyone was telling me what they did 10 years ago. Like back in 1999, this is what I did. And it just wasn't relevant to our current market. So I found a company called The Core, C-O-R-E. And their um, unique business proposition is when you get coached by them, you're coached by one of the top producers that's currently in the business. Mm -hmm. So it's not someone that did this in the past and was successful. They're doing it right now and becoming successful. So I fell in love with the program. They coached me for four years. And then two years ago, they asked me to be a coach for those guys. And it really is about three main things. It's prospecting, building a team, and running up running your PL as a true business person would. And that's just right now, anytime the market changes, I know how to stay successful is to go back and just do the basics better than anyone else.
0: Well, I, I love what you said there doing the right activities consistently. That is, that is if you stop the podcast now. And you, and you get nothing else out of it. That is that is huge there. And I'll actually include some stuff in the show notes about core in case anybody has questions about core. They can reach out to you and reach out to core and and learn more about it. But let's uh, let's talk about interest rates. So uh, so I hear rates may be a little bit higher than they were this time last year.
1: Yep, it is, Mark. So if you go back and look, November of last year, rates were in the high twos. And, you know, we had historically low rates in 2020 and 21. And it's because as COVID came through, the Fed stepped in and started buying mortgage-backed securities and really pushed rates down. So in November of last year is when they announced they were pulling out of what they call quantitative easing. And we knew rates were going to go up when that happened. But then we honestly got hit with inflation, the war and gas prices and rates went from, you know, high twos in November of last year to the high sixes right now. So definitely um, moved up quite a bit. The biggest thing, though, is people want to correlate this with 08 and 09, and it's two different things, right? 08 and 09 really was a mortgage crisis. There were a lot of 100% financing, adjustable rate mortgages, and the mortgage market kind of was the reason the economy had issues back then. This is different. If you look at 20 and 21, we had appreciation 18 to 20% per year record low rate. So the market isn't crashing right now, in my opinion. It's just correcting itself, which is still painful, but it's it's a different animal right now.
0: Yeah. So it's it's interesting, you know, and and, we, and we, you and I both have been through many cycles before. The 08 cycle was certainly painful. And I agree with you that this is nothing like that. The fundamentals behind real estate and the borrowers that we're putting into 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 houses now are just so strong, especially the millennials. The millennials have incredible uh net worth and reserves and, and whatnot then and they're large down payments and I, I feel really good about the people that are that are buying houses They can afford them um you know for sure but i remember in in years past you know when, when rates would go up a lot of times people would go into hybrid arms and and hybrid arms were were a good value sort of like a waiting period you know because i've i've heard people say this before you 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 buy the house but you only rent the rate you know one of the cool things about the mortgages that you and I offer um, is that they're fully prepayable. You know, we're, we're one of the few countries in the world, if not the only country in the world that offers a fully prepayable fixed rate mortgage. And so if you have to take an adjustable rate mortgage to, to, you know, make the house make more sense to your portfolio, your, um, your household formation, net worth, whatever. Um, if rates go down in the future and you want to lock in that fixed rate, you, the, you can, you can absolutely do it. Cause the loans we're doing are, are no premium, no prepayment penalty. And they're fully prepayable. But right now it doesn't look, when I look at the rate sheet, it doesn't look like, like, like arms are a great deal. Can you speak to that for a, a minute or two?
1: yeah mark that same thing so anytime i'm looking for loans for my clients i'm trying to see the best loan product for their situation and with rates going up i started looking at the adjustable rates and they just don't make sense to me right now because the five and seven year arm the rates are usually only a quarter percent better maybe three eighths better than a 30-year fixed and they carry all the risk of basically um being adjustable, right? I would still lean into the thirty-year right now. So I knew, hey, rates aren't where I want them to be. I know I'm going to refinance this at some point, but I'm not going to get stuck if the market shifts and rates don't come down. That I have to refinance when it doesn't make sense.
0: So with with interest rates in the in the high sixes, low sevens, give or take, you know, um, are you seeing many folks transact or at those levels? Oh, yeah, we are.
1: Because rent prices are still high, right? So basically, it's still very expensive to rent here. And Mark, the biggest thing I want people to realize right now is I've been doing this for 16 years. 2020 and 2021 is the lowest we've ever seen rates. And it was the most stressed I've ever seen my buyers. And the reason was, is we had a big inventory issue Mm -hmm. and I had all my buyers were having to make 10 to 12 offers to get under contract. They were having to pay 10 to 20 percent above list price, do short closings. If something came up on the inspection, the seller would not give them any type of, you know, incentive to pay for stuff because they had eight other people wanting to buy the house. So from a buyer's perspective, it was super stressful. About June of this year, that shifted. So as the rates went up and the economy was a little uncertain, some people pulled to the sidelines. So other than interest rates being higher, now is a better time for buyers than it has been in the last two years. You're able to get houses under contract at or below less, reasonable timeline, seller pay closing costs. You can actually negotiate again.
0: That's that's amazing. That's 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 great to hear. So uh so something that I saw that Cornerstone is uh, offering is a product called a two one buy down and as I understand it the best way to pay for the two by one buy down and there's multiple ways I, I think but the best way is to get to make it part of the seller credit. So can you talk to our listeners about what 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 is a seller credit and how does it work? 100% Mark.
1: So the way this works is with the program, the seller does have to pay the incentive for the buy down. Um, in reality, the agent could pay it, but that doesn't make sense because it's too much money for them to pay and the buyer can't pay it because from a um, mortgage standpoint, you can't charge but so much to do a mortgage and that added fee kind of gets them out of line there. But what that the two... What the 2-1 buy-down is, let's just say rates for an even number are 7% today. They're in that, like you said, high six is the low sevens. But if rates are 7% on a 30-year mortgage, you lock into that rate at 7%. And if you do the 2-1 buy-down, you get a 5% rate year one, a 6% year uh, rate year two, and year three through 30, you get the 7% rate. And the reason that's so important right now is if you even look at this on roughly a $400,000 loan amount, it'll save the client about $500 a month year one, 250 year two, and then back to the um, the normal rate uh, year three. And no one knows exactly when, but anything you read or look at right now is we think rates are gonna stay high while inflation's still not under control. Once inflation comes down, a lot of people think we're heading into a recession and you're gonna see rates drop. So it's not a if, it's a when, at some point, the people are going to refinance out of this rate. And in a perfect world, if they can get into the two one buy down and rates drop in the next 24 months, they'll refinance before rates hit the 7% rate.
0: Okay. So that's 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 pretty cool. So as I understand it, the two one buy down, it's still a fixed rate. You're just you're just, and if the appraisal supports the sales price and the seller concessions and the appraiser is cool with that, then um then basically. You can put the, make that part of the transaction and you're locking in a lower rate for the for the first two years. You're really buying yourself two years um, for inflation to get under control and rates to come back down. Yeah. And let's take it a step
1: further. The two thing, the cool thing about the buy down, and I'll talk about the cost for the seller, is the buy down is very simple. So all the seller is going to end up doing is pay the interest difference for year one and year two. Because they're getting a five percent rate instead of a seven percent and then a six instead of seven. So we've got a calculator that shows you what that interest difference is. But for the buyer, this money when they do the two one buy down goes into an escrow account. And basically, if they are able to refinance before the two year period's over, any money in that account actually gets credited back to them at closing. So they never lose that money. So there's not a prepayment penalty. You're still going to refinance as soon as you can. And if you refinance six or nine months into the loan, whatever is left in that escrow account, the buyer doesn't lose. It goes back to them.
0: Oh, that's huge. That's huge. So it's a fixed rate if they don't use all of the money um, by the time rates Come down and they re- and they choose to refinance their fixed rate later to a lower permanent rate. Then they get that 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 money back at at the time of closing or maybe after closing when the when the when the loan they have is paid off. That's that's huge. It is because that was one of the biggest concerns is people said. Well,
1: if I do that, am I going to lose the money? And you don't. The second question I get asked is why not just use the money and do a permanent buy down? Mm-hmm. So this is a temporary buy down. If you use the same amount of money to do a permanent buy down right now, it only buys the rate down about a half a percent to just say three quarters. So you go from seven to six and a quarter to six and a half. So you don't benefit from the monthly savings. And on the permanent buy down, if you do refinance in that short window, that's lost money because you haven't recouped enough savings from the money you paid up front. So that's another reason I really like the two one buy down.
0: No, you I mean, you're definitely if you if you do a permanent buy down which which can make sense in some instances, if you know for sure you're going to be in the house for let's say 15, 20, 30 years depending on the term of your mortgage, then you know if if it might make sense to do a permanent buy down, but there's not the the way mortgages work on average, I mean even even in even in um, in times when rates are low, you know the average is roughly four years, you know, give or take. Um, maybe three years for a 15-year um, as far as how long that, that loan is going to last. So as far, as far as your household rate of return, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense to do a permanent buy-down unless you're just 100% convinced you're going to be there for a long, long, long time.
1: And I don't think people are, because even if they're not moving, I think there'll be an opportunity to refinance. So that's sure. why I'm looking at it that way. From the seller side of the house, the interest difference that they have to pay, I have a calculator that works it up, but it works out to be about two and a quarter percent of the loan amount. So in the scenario we were talking about earlier, if the buyer's doing a $400,000 loan amount, it would cost the seller about $9,100. And Interesting. The, big, the big thing to know in this, Mark, is this needs to be negotiated upfront, right? Right. Because we've got to basically get a scenario where we say, hey, the seller is selling the house for $500,000 and they're paying us $9,000 in closing cost or whatever that number is. But once everyone understands it, when you're doing a loan, you can't finance the closing cost into the loan. But as long as the home will appraise higher than what you're buying it for, you can basically structure it that way. And what I mean by this is if we know the seller's bottom line is they have to have $500,000. That's what we know in order to win this home they need. As long as the appraised value is fine, we could offer them five ten. ask them to pay $10,000 in closing costs, so they still net their $500,000 and be able to use that money for the 2-1 buy-down. And for the client's perspective, they're financing that $10,000 into the loan, but the savings they're getting from the 2-1 buy-down make it make
0: sense for them. Interesting. So, so, so it sounds like the key is to explain to your buyers, first of all, for your buyers that you're pre-qualifying how it works. And then when you're talking to your agent partners, when they're when they're look, making their listing presentations to their sellers, they need they, the agents need to understand how that how the temporary buy down works too, so they can make it part of their of their listing presentation.
1: Absolutely. If I was personally, if I was buying a home, I would use the two-one buy down. And if I was selling my home, I would have that advertised to the buyers so they knew that was available
0: as well. it does seem to be, you know, the uh, the best value on the rate sheet. I mean, we talked about arms earlier. And arms not being a great value in this cycle, for whatever reason, um, we have one of the one of the weird things in the bond market, you know, when it, mortgage rates are tied to the bond market and uh, typically the 10 year treasury. And we've got a strange thing going on in the bond market now where the slow, the lower end treasuries, the one, two, three, five year treasuries are actually showing a higher yield um, than the 10 year treasury. And this happens from time to time. It's called an inverted yield curve. And so I think that's the main reason why the, uh, the hybrid arms don't look as good right now is because that's predicting, as you said earlier, that the people that make a living trading bonds, they're predicting a recession. And so why would you want to, you know, that's the one reason you would charge less for a 10-year, you know, money versus one-year money. That's It's just, it's just a, it's a forecast of a of a, of a of a recession. No guarantee a recession is going to happen. We don't want a recession to happen. But um, the people that make a, their living trading bonds, that's what they're betting on, and you know, for for consumers looking to buy a house, they probably ought to, ought to, you know, kind of follow the money, if you will, and look look for the best value on the rate sheet, which you have at Cornerstone, which is identifying the 2-1 uh, the buy down. And then it's just a matter of educating the the agents and the sellers on on how to present and how to structure it.
1: A hundred percent. I think once people understand this, because there's a lot of things you see and you're like, ah, there's got to be a catch. There's no catch to this one. It's just understanding it so you can structure it right on the front end. In my opinion, it's going to help sellers sell their, sell their home quicker. Buyers have more affordability over the next two years. And I think it's just a win-win. Another big piece of it, right, is if you start looking at listings right now, we're seeing price reductions. I'd rather see them offer this than have to reduce the prices to keep our home values up as well, because we don't want our home values to drop a lot during this as well.
0: No, no, that's a that's a great point. You know, it's 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 a better deal for the seller to offer the concession if the appraisal supports it, rather than cutting their sales price by by five or ten thousand dollars, and it and it, and it makes their makes their property more attractive to more buyers. So that's that's huge. That's that's, that's an excellent point. So in uh, in summary, um, for the buyer, it's the right right now anyway. It's the best value on the rate sheet um, for the agents. It helps them. Um, makes makes their listing presentations more attractive when they're trying to get folks to list their houses it supports the sales price uh, better and it's a, it's a better value for a seller really just it's a, it's really it's just, it's just math I guess at the, at the end of the day it's all an all-around better deal for everybody involved So let's just let's just do the math and and show them how, how it works absolutely well man I certainly appreciate you taking time this afternoon to uh, to talk to us here at renovation radio before we go. Let's uh, talk a little bit about Cornerstone Mortgage Group. I want to hear about you guys, what you guys do in the community, um, where folks can find you, how folks can get in touch with you. Um, Tell us a little bit more about Cornerstone.
1: 100% Mark. So as I mentioned, I've owned the company for 16 years. My business partner's name is Chad Wade, and um, we have 40 employees right now. We uh, were in Sandy Springs for about 14 years is where our headquarters was. And then we actually relocated. We had the opportunity to buy a building in downtown Alpharetta. So if you're ever in downtown Alpharetta, Uh, You'll see us right over on Marietta Street off of Maine. Um, We have a building, a white building with our name on it. And honestly, what we do, Mark, and the reason I still am as excited about this company as I was 16 years ago, we just provide a lot of values for our buyers and business partners. As a mortgage broker, I shop 12 different lenders to make sure I always find the best rates and programs for my clients. Uh, We build a team where we have seven day a week service. So as people were looking on the weekend, we're available and we're just here to help people find the right financial solution to be able to get under contract and once they do to be able to close smoothly so what you'll see is you're never going to see us on any billboards radio or tv we're 100 word of mouth and we just know if we take care of everyone that we have the opportunity to that they'll continue us to refer us to their friends and family and that's just how we built this business over the years
0: so it's the best way to find you to go to the website the company's website or Call, you, email, text, Instagram. Yeah, honestly, Snapchat. man. Um the, the easiest <laughs> way is my
1: email address is saddler, so s-s-a-d-l-e-r at com. And if you'll put it in the notes for the podcast so they have it marked, absolutely and my office number is 678-578-7605. 678-578-7605. That's the best way to reach out to me. And anyone interested in knowing more about what's going on, if they'll reach out to me, I do a weekly video to everyone in my database that I know on ideas like the two one buy down and local market stuff that we receive. And I think you're on the videos as well, Mark. But I see those. Like, I see those. So They're great. I like to share ground level stuff on what we're seeing, you know, in our current market.
0: Well, cool, man. I'll make sure all that stuff is in the show notes so folks can get a hold of you. And Mark, go uh, ahead and
1: put in my um, my web address as well, and I'll send it over to you. And if they go to that, there's a blog section that I post all the videos that I do just in case they missed anything. But Again, the purpose there is if you watch the news every day, it seems like doom and gloom. And while things are correcting themselves, there's still some good opportunities out there if you understand what you're looking at.
0: No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's it, it's it's huge for consumers to and, and agents to partner with folks who are experienced like you, and who are looking for ways to transact and find the absolute best value um, for the for the buyers and the sellers. And, and I think you've done that in in finding and identifying the two one buy-down, which is awesome. I congratulate you on that. Well, that's perfect. Remind me, we
1: probably do this again on our lock and shop program, or you can lock in before you go under contract. It's a good program out there right now as well that we'll talk about at another point.
0: That sounds like a good episode, a good opportunity for another episode. Man, I, I appreciate you being part of Renovation Radio. All
1: right, sir. Well, have a good day and thanks again for inviting me. Thanks, Stuart.
0: Thanks for listening to the Renovation Radio podcast. Please help the show by following us and rating us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please help us spread the word by sharing our podcast on your social media. The views, information, and opinions expressed on Renovation Radio are solely those of the individuals involved. Renovation Radio, because we're all a work in progress.